Welcome to the My Rules Are Better podcast. I'm Tom Barbelay. Today, I've got a series of jars around me. <laughs> some containing Dettol, most containing Dettol, some containing Ethanol, and all of them containing wood elves in various forms. I went through the wood elf army, which arrived, I don't know, I think it did arrive before the last recording. I can't recall. It's probably arrived sometime through the week. Broke it up. I made video, which I don't know. Air conditioner was running. It must have happened last weekend. It must have happened last Sunday, actually. Broke it all up, put it in the jars, added the Dettol. I've had, I think, two washes of Dettol through, so lots of toothbrush work. Yesterday, after the Just Playing Chaos session, which went very well, I broke up the miniatures and worked out which ones were broken, which ones were of different you know, generations, and just got a general aesthetic kind of count. It's a very heavy infantry army, which is interesting for wood elves, because mostly, you know, fast cavalry is what wood elves are, are known for in the game, at least. The dragon that came, I don't think I'm going to do anything with. I think I, I came to a realization last night. I was online looking at other miniatures to purchase to make the wood elf army be more resilient or just to appear better in some regard, which is difficult to say. And I realized through this that that was completely the wrong thing to do. Now, I'd already purchased maybe... I don't know, I think I purchased seven, but for some reason I have five or six cavalry pieces, the actual horses, the plastic horses. But they look kind of tacky, and they're not really just an aesthetic with the army, so I will include them. Uh, there is a unicorn, which I'll put one of the, the sorceresses on. Uh, but yeah, it is an interesting army just aesthetically, and I've realised what is first, second, third of the various Wood Elf editions. And I think what I'm going to do is probably blend the first and second, and then I'll do the third and fourth as the filler stuff. But really, spending more money on this army seems to be a defeating thing. I'd much rather just get out what I have painted to a high quality. Um, so, you know, that's the project now, is to work through the ones without shields. I think will go out early, maybe in the next couple of weeks. And that's about a third of the force. Did I say there were 100 odd elves in this thing? Anyway, 101 elves. Uh, of which probably 30-odd don't have shields and will go out, special characters, folks without shields. And then the vast quantity of them require shields. And in the shield selection, I've looked at a couple of different kinds of shields which could be completely wrong. I've gotten uh, some of them sent to me. It'll probably take a month or two in the current setting, maybe even longer, before I get those shields. So I just wanted to get something to, to Rochi to get him started on this. With the view that he has a substantial backlog anyway. I mean, he's got uh, literally pounds worth of miniatures that he has to paint. But yeah, the Wood Elves are interesting as, as a project because I think they're really the, the final point. They're the, I don't know, the last lot of any Citadel range that I haven't had represented that I'm interested in. And yeah, that's what they represent to me. So pretty soon that will be out of my hair in one way or another. There is a shortage of 20 millimeter square slaughter bases in the world. So I'm getting some manufactured in China sent to me, who knows, a month or so. And I've been through my, let me see, there might be more that I yet have yet to go through, but I've been through most of my bases and I've assembled a bunch for Rochi as well because he got some Kev Adams miniatures sent to him. So he needs to work on those with some bases. So that's the lead pile update. The aroma of Dettol in my podcasting room is relatively strong. My sisters-in-law were supposed to be coming this weekend, but one of them injured an ankle, which meant that my podcasting room is filled with stuff associated with getting the guest bedroom ready. 
but actually I've been able to divide it in half and I've organized it. I, I braced myself. I prepared myself for impact. Let's just say that. And I was able to already pre-divide my podcasting room ready for having a productive podcasting room because I was obviously playing just playing chaos as well and have some stuff ready. And I've got a bunch of miniatures that are coming from the fellow in uh, North Carolina. So they're arriving tomorrow, in fact. And I don't know if I'll do a video or not. I think I might just pack them up because they're not, they're more incidental. There's some Lord of the Rings stuff. They're more incidental than anything. They're just a bunch of incidental miniatures. It's not like the World War II figures where they followed a theme. And, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm just, I've still got one commission left, I think, with these guys. And I'll probably send them some World War II stuff and get it higher painted than what they've done for me historically, just as a means of wrapping up that work. I've got some Valhalla, other bits and pieces, but really I'm just coming to the end of the lead pile. And I don't think there's any foreseeable way. Oh, sorry, I said it wrong. They still have one full set of stuff to paint for me, plus another yet-to-be-sent set. So actually there's a bit more work there that I'm just blanking on when I describe it. How they do the Union Army, to be frank, I don't think there's a way I can have Confederates painted in this day and age. So maybe the Union Army is just what I have as a representation, and the Confederates can stay as, as molten lead for generations to come, generations of bullet makers in the future to, to make accordingly. So, yes, that's where the lead pile is. With the rules, I put out in the last recording the potential for some participants in the current game to work on a... I don't know, additions to the Just Plain Chaos rule set. And I think certainly Chris Abbott and, and Barney Dicker are standing out from that. Chris Abbott is writing amazing notes for the games. And I think Barney could probably, you know, add something to the general discussion. I think what will happen is after we finish the games, the series, the four session series, Barney and I will do a debrief recording. And I was planning on also potentially putting out a recording as well of kind of secrets from the game. Uh, but we might do a debrief recording or we might do a secret from the game or I don't know how it's going to go, but there's potential for quite a bit of audio to come out of the just playing chaos sessions in large part because the sessions aren't being recorded. And I'm actually quite pleased with that. I don't particularly, you know, I don't need to make any of my participants famous or I don't need to make myself video famous in the circumstance. But I think the nature of it being a private group is also, I think, relatively important. But yeah, so far, we seem to be having a lot of fun. I mean, the general feedback is incredibly positive associated with this thing. And I think as the as the new normal becomes the normal, you know, doing these kind of things is incredibly important. And, you know, what will happen after the four-session thing is over? I'll probably run other sessions. <laughs> but yeah, it is an interesting system to play and have uh, participants uh, engaging in. So yes, I think the first one that I recorded, I was just so full of adrenaline and pride and just general happiness that that's what that recording was now it's into the you know let's get this thing working moving forward working moving forward and within that there is certainly a lot of joy uh, but i'm personally feeling that this is more indication of a, a race not a race a, a, an endurance event uh, which requires a lot of interesting elements and when i probably put six to eight hours in the first session i put maybe three to four hours in the second session and i think i'm going to work that out where i spend about three to four hours in general on the sessions and this session pretty well ticked all the boxes of the stuff that i was thinking of adding 
they didn't quite make the distance that I was anticipating, but they also got bogged down in a few things. And that that isn't bad. But when you have four sessions that you've dedicated to this, you have to find some kind of conclusion, even with the view that the characters may not reach the end goal. And I think that's going to be more problematic, not in the next session, but in the final session. So that might require more time on my part leading into the final session, just to see what we could do in the circumstances. We've already had a non-player character disappear and various other things that come through this. And the character played by Matthew Gibson and the character played by, well, not played by, but nominally will be played by Sean. These are two characters who have, you know, sidelined in some regard through the uh, past game. Uh, Matthew wasn't able to attend. But we're going to, I'm going to have to work out a narrative to fit in with his absence, particularly in the new circumstances that the characters find themselves in. But yeah, in general, I think it's very, you know, it's been very well received. And I think the, the interplay of the characters and what they bring, the kind of gestalt of this is certainly greater than the sum of the parts, which is what you always want in these circumstances. So yeah, that game is going very well, I think. So what else do I have to add in this recording? Not really a lot currently. I'm, it, the enchantment in the Wood Elves is really very interesting for me to get into a range that I'm not really that heavily familiar with and kind of delve deeper into it. I'm finding very interesting to have a romantic idea that at some stage I like the look of Wood Elves. So let's buy Wood Elves and assemble like to take from someone else's army and assemble something which I am happy with. This is an interesting process. It's made me realize that actually. <laughs> There were missing elements in the Wood Elf offering that Games Workshop had. The missing elements were really associated primarily with dragons. I mean, I know there were earlier dragons and these kind of things, but the stuff through the major editions wasn't there. And also the flying eagles. I have one broken eagle, which means that I have no eagles, basically. So, yeah, the force is a, is a very... It's almost like a horde force now, which is really very strange. And just to get intimately aware of what wood elves were and what they were at various points this is interesting but i don't think i'll be doing it again i think this is a once-off thing and i'm feeling more now that i need to put the brakes on you know adding you know wispy wizard elements and these kind of things the the wizards as defined in the force are very straight-laced no you know spiraling ribbons of color or anything like that very straight-laced and i think actually respecting the army or respecting the underlying elements of the army is really very important to me. So that is the Wood Elf thing. That is just plain chaos. More rules coming shortly, I think. I think once once we've finished the two additional sessions of just plain chaos, it will be a different world. And I'm certainly willing to explore what that world looks like in upcoming recordings. Tom Barbelay in San Jose, signing out.